and to manager hello and welcome back to the final edition the review edition of the fpl addicts powered by esports live euro 2020 fantasy podcast i want to start the show today by thanking each and every one of you who's been involved in both our free and paid mini leagues throughout euro 2020 those who've listened to the podcast and those who've kept up to date with all the latest on both our social pages live now and at fpl underscore addicts as Euro 2020 ends its final stage, uh, it's over now. So, at you 800 plus people that were in the community for this, um, just thank you. It couldn't have been built without you, and you know we really wouldn't be here without you. So, uh, yeah, a, r- a really massive thank you. But um, today we'll be reviewing the entirety of the competition. And with me to do so, as usual, is the regulars. We've got Jack from Esports Live now, Matt, the Guru. From FPL Addicts, Dave, and my right-hand man in the commentary box, Ollie Walker Peel. So let's get right into it. We'll start with you. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm I'm all over the defeat now, which you know it took me a little while to get over it. Uh, obviously devastated, but I'm I'm happy in the knowledge that in 2022 it's coming home. So <laughs> so look, I had to get it in there, didn't I? Uh, you know, really proud, really proud of England throughout the tournament. Devastated that we couldn't get the job done in the final, but it is what it is, and we move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Can't can't agree with you more, mate. But um, it's a little bit early, maybe, to start saying it's coming home it's for, for twenty twenty two. But never um, is never too early. <laughs> we'll see. But um, we'll move on to you now, Matt. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Elliot. And um, yeah, Ollie's Ollie summed it up well there. And uh, yeah, look, another penalty shootout. Seen a lot of those down the years. And yeah, it was just unfortunate. But you know, props to Italy. I thought they played well over the hundred twenty minutes and. You know, they were good throughout the Euros as well. Um, but again, I just want to repeat what you said. Thanks to everyone that joined our mini leagues. And yeah, it was brilliant fun. And, you know, the discord, the banter in the community, it was great. And um, yeah, looking forward to, to doing it all again in the World Cup next year. And it will be coming home next year. Uh, England fans are absolutely undefeated. The only non-England fan that we've got on today is you, Statman Dave. So how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing all right, except for, uh, unfortunately, I've been forced into isolation today because I was at the MCG on Saturday and there was a confirmed COVID case near me. So it's been an interesting 24 hours or so since I found out about that. But um, yeah, I got to see the final on Monday and I was actually at the gym for the uh, for the extra time and the penalty shootout. And I was uh, riding England home fairly hard and got a few few strange looks doing that uh, from the rest of the people in the gym. But um, yeah, we had it up on the TV in there. So it was... Uh, <laughs> interesting way to finish but look you know disappointing way for England to finish you know I was certainly hoping they were going to win but wasn't to be yeah absolutely and sounds pretty good and you know fingers crossed when you do get tested or if you already have um, it does come back negative obviously we are mostly in Victoria here and we've been put back into a lockdown for uh, for five days or so so fingers crossed it just stays like that and you know we've got all the time in the world to be thinking about fantasy Premier League now so that's all that really matters so um Jack you're the last one that I haven't introduced so how are you doing mate yeah, I'm not too sure I've, uh, I've got over it that quick. Still, um, you know, about to spend some time with Italians this week, unfortunately. So it's been uh, yeah, tough in that respect. Um, they've been giving me absolute pelters. But I did have a game on Wednesday night. I played against an Italian team and we beat them 9-8. So a bit of redemption there. Um, so I did that for the boys. Uh, and But yeah, it's coming home 2022. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Well, just to cheer you up just a little bit, maybe we um we can move on to the, the paid league and you know the standings, um the final standings for for the paid league, and we will get on to you in just a minute, Jack and yourself, Matt. But um you know big congratulations to Marco Skokic, who I believe also took out one of the managers of the match day for match day two, I believe it was. He won the uh the battle out, so um you know he's he's really come off quite well from this Euro fancy. Um, season so big congratulations to you Marco and you know absolutely hope to see you entering it for for the FPL as well but just as long as you're not beating us by uh, by too much but um yeah big congratulations to you mate and you know Jack just a little bit off the pace you know seven points behind him are you are you happy with second or were you really hoping you were going to be able to make that push for first listen as um you know being runners up in the in the Euros and being runner up in this competition yeah never happy for second place mate when you play you got to play to win. Um, just didn't have enough in the tank there. Uh, maybe um, you know a couple of differentials on along the way would have been uh, you know increased my ranking on there. But still happy. Uh, and listen, congrats to congrats to Marco. He's done great in there. He's come from come from behind as well to take it out. And I think he won about two hundred eighty dollars altogether uh, on there. So he's done himself uh, yeah a nice little bonus for him. Uh, so well done, Marco. Um, and obviously yeah, 
pat on the back for myself coming second and a big well done to uh, the guru as well for finishing third in there yeah absolutely and guru you can have your little moment now I, I still don't know how you've done it i think back to so i think it was the quarterfinals and your team just didn't look like it was going to be in a very good shape and you were talking about you know you'd be happy with top 10 and you've managed to finish third so how have you done it mate i don't know i actually don't know <laughs> um i remember saying to jack you're right after the uh ukraine game and i was walking along with jack and you know, we we're buzzing England just won four nil, and then we started chatting about fantasy. I said, "Jack, I think I'm done. I head's think gone. I, you know, head's gone. <laughs> I was all over the place, and yeah, I've recovered. So, um, yeah, look, obviously, I'm saying with Jack, I want to win, or I want to finish top, and don't want to finish below Jack either. But you know, he got he got he got the better of me, I think. Um, you know, which is fair enough considering what happened in uh, in the draft of of FPL. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was happy with that, and I, I managed to get the manager of the week on the last day, which I was pretty happy with with. Uh, you know that Luke Shaw goal and uh, Trippier in there and a couple of others. So, yeah, pretty pretty happy. Happy to take some uh, some extra cash and and at least make top three. Um, and what was a, a yeah tough tough comp I thought very tough. Lots of different yeah, really tough, stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, again, another congratulations to you, Matt, for as you just said, manager of the match day for the for the final. So you get the extra thirty Aussie dollars in there as well. But um, as we can see there from Matt Gasden, he says. Congratulations to my little brother James on his fourth place finish. And um, <laughs> if you're not watching, then um, he has managed to finish uh, fourth. And then if we go down just a little bit in uh, in tenth as well. So the Gasdens taken out fourth and tenth respectively in our paid league. And um, they're definitely faces that we'll be hoping to uh, to see in the FPL leagues map. But um, was it? Were you watching the game with with both of them there? Yeah, I was. And. Um... It is good fun watching the games with them both because there's there's a good rivalry about fantasy with with them two and stuff and um, you know any any time someone's over a corner or a free kick we always mention you know the, the fantasy and the Euro League and stuff so now it was good and but they've both done well James has done well I think um, him and me were both neck on neck and third and same points and you know I've just managed to pip him there and then um, you know Matt's finished tenth but it's pretty good going because. I think there's about 37 in this paid league, so he's he's done well to you know edge that that top 10, and um, you know he's still building up his knowledge. So yeah, fair enough. And James just said, "Then well done, in the 10th Gazdan Guru number two. So I guess we'll yeah we'll see we'll see in FPL next year who the true uh, true Guru is. I think for between those two, on at the moment it's quite level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's going to definitely be interesting. And as I said, they're definitely going to be faces that, you know, we're going to be hoping to see in the paid leagues as well. Because, you know, for, for you, Matt and, and Jack, it's, it's easy money just beating them at the minute. So um, you'll be absolutely thrilled if they'll be entering. But um, with the, the free league, which, you know, as we, we've mentioned throughout the Euros that, you know, the, the, the point score is because there's 840 members in it. The point scorers are, are generally quite higher than the paid leagues. There's a lot of people in this free league that definitely should have been entering the paid league that, you know, definitely missed out on something there. And as we can see, Daniel Burke, who was the top ranked player in the free league heading into the final day, um, 449 points in total in first place. Mohamed Omar was another familiar face with the free league near the top, managed to get 434 points. And then Akifzad has finished third with 421 points. And it was interesting. We're talking about it before, Matt. If we go back just a couple of weeks to, um, we had, I think he was second in Australia and he was, you know, something ridiculous in the world. FPL spike. We don't know if he's watching out there, but we've had a little chat with him and stuff like that. And, you know, he's, he sort of fell off just a little bit. I think it was, you know, quarterfinals again. I think it was the week that you were having your mayor or the week before that he was doing really, really well. But as you can see, he's sort of just tapered off a little bit, hasn't he, Matt? Yeah, he did. And I, obviously I follow him on Twitter and we have a bit of interaction on there and he was gutted, um, you know, to drop off because he was just doing so well. Um, but, you know, he did make it to the Euro final, which is, uh, you know, he flew from Perth to, um, to London and he made it there for the final. So I know he was buzzing to be there. Um, and look, if you're listening to FPL Spike, I'll, you know, when I can get myself over to WA, we'll, uh, we'll catch up and, you know, maybe watch a... Uh, a Brighton game or something. I hear you're a Brighton. I think you're a Brighton fan. So, um, you know, we'll watch a Brighton Spurs game together and chat FPL. 
Yeah, that'll be quite interesting. Well, if you are listening, uh, FPL Spike, if you're out there, Matt spends usually half his life out in WA, so I doubt it'll be too long, you know, given the <laughs> restrictions and everything that he's back over there because he absolutely loves the sunshine and working from the, the comfort of the beach over in Western Australia. But um, yeah, definitely, as I said, should have been one that probably should have entered, you know, can take solace from the fact that if he was in the paid league, he probably would have, I think he definitely would have finished second, actually, because the only person above him is Marco Skokic. But um, yeah, again, just a massive, massive thank Thank you to uh, everyone, the 840 people in the free league, and I think it was around 40 in the paid league as well. So massive thank yous to you. And um, that wraps up for the standings for Eurofantasy. So if we move on now from uh, the big leagues and, you know, how, how most of the, the top people went and we bring it back down to reality a little bit with people like Ollie in the league and stuff like that near the top. As you we got can 17 see, points more than me, mate. You didn't even do that well yourself, <laughs> mate. Pipe down. 17 more than you, 17 more than you, mate. So that's all I really care about. Uh, but um, we'll just have a little little review of uh, of the final week, just ever so quickly. And then we'll get on to, uh, you know, bigger, better things. So Jack, 31 points in the final. Um, if you can get through it as quick as you possibly can, just to, you know, quickly go through the pain, then just take us through it, mate. Yeah, keep it brief. I um, yeah made a couple of moves in there. Went with uh, Sterling with the, and the captaincy. Um, put him up. Immobile up top. I should have left him out. He's he was shocking ever since I think first game on he. I think they, like, they took him off quite early on in the final as well. Played without a striker um, to mix things up. Like I brought Ferrari in, but I left him on the bench. That's who I was going to swap for Immobile, and that would have uh, maybe edged me a bit close to that first place. But Luke Shaw delivering. Uh, Chiesa I brought in uh, along with Mount. Um, obviously, Chiesa was having a great game on he until he came off. Uh, he looked a bit really dangerous. Um, and then, yeah, Pickford picking up three points. Obviously, the captaincy didn't work out. And, but uh, Trippier and Shaw, the ones delivering uh, within the first two minutes. So, obviously, we were buzzing at that. And then it kind of, uh, yeah, just all fell apart after that. So, I think um, at that point, I was pretty comfortable because the guru and um, and James, who were breathing down my neck, had pretty similar teams and no one was really performing. So, I knew by then the fantasy kind of one that was in the bag, but not that not that I was thinking about that during the game because I was too busy screaming at the telly. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> was, doubt uh, that either, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, it was yeah, very full on. I was all in. But good, listen, yeah. Happy with the team performance overall. And he was obviously just going into that final. It was a bit of a gamble what was going to happen on it. Um, you know, maybe could have gambled on Luke Shaw possibly. Um, the guru did mention that to me before kickoff, I think it was. Um, but yeah, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't fancy it, but should have backed him. Yeah, and as you can see, we spoke about it just before with the, with the paid league, but 388 points overall and 12,648th in the world. You know, it's been a really, really good performance for me in this year of Fantasy Jack. So, you know, just personally from you, did you think you were going to do this well? No, I mean, for the first time you're obviously using this UEFA app uh, and website and navigating through the, all these different rules uh, compared to FPL. Um, obviously, learning all, all these, you know, the, the new rules and stuff it was it was I never expected anything going into this and obviously kind of picked it up and I kind of like the the man management of it and swapping players around and changing the captain around I didn't actually mind that to be fair um I think it's quite a bit more tactical and you have to think a bit more and you're a bit more involved in it um but yeah it was you know a bit of a surprise finishing where I was but like I said when you when you want to go into something you, you do want to try and win it um so yeah enjoyed uh enjoyed the experience with it yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of really high scoring weeks that you have, but your top one was match day one. And if we just have a quick look at that, you know, just how quickly things change in this sort of tournament style fantasy, doesn't it? Because you can see, you know, your final team was all white and blues and this is all different sort of jerseys and colours. So it really, really has been a really good competition. But, um, you know, 75 points is your top. And as we said, 388 points and then 12,600th roughly overall you should be really really happy with yourself mate and obviously you do come home with a little bit of uh, money in your pocket as well which is rightfully earned and yeah absolutely just a, a really really top job all round from you there mate but um yeah well Chisel. done and we'll move on we'll move on to the guru um another man as we said just before done really really well this season um if you just want to take us through your team ever so quickly as well mate just for the final really really quickly obviously 37 points manager of the match day what went right for you yeah i think um getting trippier in at the sort of last you know hour before kickoff um 
really helped because he'd come in with that early assist and having Luke Shaw in there. And I just thought before kickoff, I'm just going to go all in on, on England. You know, they'd made it to the final. Um, I thought I'm just going to back one team. Let, let's just do it. So um actually worked in my favour with the whole Shaw and, and Trippier situation. Um, then Benucci got a goal as well. So that's, you know, I think once, I didn't, obviously wasn't happy that he scored, but, you know, once that went in, that pretty much got me the, the third place. So, um, yeah, having those goal scorers and, and the assist for, for England really helped me. And, yeah, look, happy to come away with the cash, some cash and stuff. And, yeah, but I would have liked to beat Jack, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, finishing second. Not what not what I wanted. I wanted to finish first. But, you know, well done, Jack, on, on winning the, this pod mini league. You did well. And, yeah, you, I think you deserved it in the end. So. Wow, it's a little bit of flattery for Just the Just kind of words on it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I was going to say, Jack, you must be really flattered with those. If you want any there. tips, tips for next season. <laughs> yeah, if you want any tips for next season, still, still to go and still want tips. No, I won't be making tips. That's all, mate. Enjoy your bronze medal. Silver in this. Silver in this. Yeah. Oh, God. And, and then, you know, as we can see, 385 points overall. So just three off the place um, behind Jack. And, you know, it shows how competitive it is because it sets you back around, you know, three three um, 3,000 ranks worldwide. So that those three points equates to about 1,000 per rank. So that's, that's quite mental to me. But um, I just I do want to go back to your not your disaster week, but your week where, you know, everything wasn't looking too great for you and you had to just, you know, back all the Italians and none of the Belgians and just pray that they got you through. And, you know, that's probably, um, that was the turning point of your season. You weren't having a, a terrible season up until that point, but that was the one that really, was that the one that made you believe that you could do it as soon as, as soon as Italy beat won that game? Yeah. I'd say once I saw it, Italy went through, I thought, all right, there, there could be a chance for me to kind of turn it around and, and push up the league a little bit. But, um, yeah, that week where Italy were, uh, I think it was Austria in the round of 16 and they conceded that goal at the end and that really probably stopped me from you know, winning the league and taking the cash and I think the Mbappe choice as well. So yeah, a couple of bad decisions, but then when Italy hang on and, and progressed to the semis and probably kept me in this comp. So yeah, happy with that in the end. Yeah, and again, a really, really good job from you, mate. And just back to the Mbappe thing, I'd really love for, for Chris Reid to make an appearance just so we can ask him to sort of review <laughs> his tournament just a little bit after uh, after all the talking up that he did in the uh, in the preseason for it, saying he was going to be the, the must-have player. Um, <laughs> made me fall into his own little trap. So, um, yeah, still still not forgiving you for that one, Chris, and probably one of the last Neither times have I, I take Chris. Advice. Neither have I. Yeah, not happy about that one, Chris. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, if we, if we move on to my team for the final, 26 points, um, you know, I, I thought Saka was going to get the start. Um, obviously, I did go to sleep a little bit beforehand, so I wasn't um, awake for, I was awake for the lineups, but I didn't make any transfers from that point. I just I didn't think to even think of fantasy at that point, to be honest. So I um, got Saka in, you know, players like Grealish and stuff like that, and just other than Luke Shaw all round, it was just absolutely nothing from me. So um, that was sort of how I went, but um, as, as a whole, um, I was a little bit disappointed with myself. Um, as we can see, didn't really have too many, you know, brilliant scores for, for Euro fantasy, but, you know, as, as Jack was saying, was most people's first time and, you know, all different rules, like the changing of the captains and you can make transfers up until the deadline and everything like that. It's just so different to FPL. So it's a really um, diverse and unique sort of form of fantasy because I don't really know too many um, that are like that. I've only really properly played the the Premier League one so I'm actually quite excited to to get back to that and you know have one captain pick for the week and you know your one transfer a week and everything and your three players from a team I'm actually going to find a little bit of comfort in that but um yeah I wasn't wasn't too happy with my performance um but um in the end you know that's what it is as long as you beat Ollie that's um that's all that matters to me in in fantasy ever so as you can see I did manage to do that, so that's all that matters. And Oli, 28 points for the final for you, mate. So um, you did manage to beat me in that, so you can take that little trophy home, the beat Elliot in the final trophy. So uh, what did you make of, of your, your final game week, mate? Yeah, again, like like you, I was just, once you know, once I woke up an hour before the game, I didn't care for fancy whatsoever. I knew how big a game this was for England and wanted to take it all in, so... I didn't, you know, I obviously didn't change my captain. You sort of, you know, obviously Calvin Phillips is my captain. I mean, he nearly scored, to be fair to him. Like, he was probably the closest that any England player got other than um, other than Shaw, who actually scored. So, look, it's been a shocking tournament for me, hasn't it, really? I mean, I finished, like, 20 points off you. 
and you're saying you've had an average tournament, well, you know, it's not been a good one for me, really. It's I just couldn't wait for it to be over from a fancy point of view. Just get me back to FPL because this has been a shambles. Well, mate, you know, you weren't, weren't the best at FPL either. So, um, you know, you finished behind me in that one <laughs> as well. So. This year is different. <laughs> this is different. Uh, well, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know what? You know what, mate? I hate how I can't even say anything back because you just keep getting more points than me. This It needs to change. It needs Tell to change. You, that's, all, that's all I play for. All I play for is beating you. As long as I do that, I'm happy. I'm content, mate, and I can. You like on. Tottenham here, mate, with all these fake trophies. I tell you what, <laughs> mate, we'll take anything. Oh, <laughs> you at this point, Elliot? <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> uh, too funny. Oh. And then you know the final man on the podcast, who's you know he's been a, a face on the podcast for for most of the season now, and obviously he's self isolating, as he said at the minute. So I don't want to depress him a little bit too much further with reviewing his um, fantasy season, but you know. Dave, 30 points in the final. So it wasn't, you know, for the final, that's a really, really nice score. So just take us through your teammate. Yeah, so I did, I did okay. I think um, a couple of tweaks and it could have been a lot better. Like I, Virati and Shaw hit for me, but not a great captain choice with Sterling. Um, but unfortunately, Benucci leaving him on the bench um, wasn't wasn't the best move. But also, similar to what Jack said, um, you know, I, I was tossing up whether I was going to keep a Mobley on the pitch and, Ended up keeping him there. You know, I think um, had I swapped Bonucci for Mobley, that would have been uh, would have been pushing for the manager of the week with uh, with the guru there. But yeah, oh well. It's the, it's the fine margins in fantasy league, isn't it? And you know, the hindsight's a, a beautiful thing in it as well. But um, you know, as a whole, Dave, we, you you were quite um, you were you were actually quite. I'm not not confident. I don't know what the word would be, but you were quite, you know, excited by the prospect of all this and everything like that. Something new, and obviously it was a new thing for most of us as well. So, have you enjoyed your sort of tournament? Yeah, no, I have. Uh, I've been sort of up and down like a yo-yo. Um, you know, I, I saw that the guru scores were quite consistent, which is probably why I finished a, a fair bit ahead of me. But um, I did manage to get the, I think, the highest uh, match day score out of any of us there with the 82 there in match day three. Um, but outside of that, the the two sort of really poor weeks that I had sort of has kept me a fair bit down the list, unfortunately. So I think um, where did I end up finishing? I think I ended up finishing in the two hundred and something in the in the free league uh, and about twenty fifth or so in the paid league. Yeah, and you know it's it's all this the learning experience with with Euro fantasy for me as well. There's a lot of new rules as we've said, and a lot of differences to to FPL, which we predominantly played for most of the season. So um, you know we've we've all done pretty well other than Ollie. So uh, we can all you know be happy with that and and move on. And yeah, that that's sort of um how how our team sort of went for for the whole of the tournament. That wraps up that section. So if we move on now to sort of just a more general review of the Euros, we did it for Fantasy Premier League last season. We'll sort of just build a, an 11 aside and we can we can do subs as well if you want. But um, I've decided it's going to be a 4-4-2 and it's going to be our fantasy team of the tournament. So we're not we're not thinking about how well they played in real life. We're thinking purely on fantasy, having them as an asset, differential or whatever, um, how good they were for most people's teams. So we will we will do a 15-man squad, but um, we'll start with the 11 first and then we'll move on to the bench. So, Ollie, you know, because you did so well, I'll give you the, the, the pick of the goalkeeper, first pick, mate. So um, who, who for you was, you know, the standout uh, keeper in between the sticks? You know, got a lot of people points. Um, who do you think it was? I'm going to be biased here. Um, and he wasn't the goalkeeper of the tournament. He probably should have been. But Jordan Pickford, for me, unbelievable. Clean sheet points all over the place. Cult hero with his, you know, saying no problem before saying uh, saving Jorginho's pen. Absolutely brilliant. He's a Macam Elliot, so you'll obviously love him. Um, but no, Jordan Pickford for me, I thought he was incredible. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, you know, he didn't manage to concede from, you know, what's perceived as open play for the whole of the tournament. So he definitely, you know, as a Geordie, he, you know, you obviously. Sunderland born and bred so it's, it's a little bit hard for me to to give him credit but you know credit where credit's due he was brilliant for England you know other than I think he had a little bit of an off game in the Denmark game but um I still you know not convinced that he's had you know a properly bad game in an England shirt where I've been you know unhappy with him which I know a lot of Everton fans have been at times with some of his performances so he's not you know sort of had 
any performances similar to that. So I think it's a really, really good pick there. And, you know, if you had him for the whole of the tournament, you know, you're consistently getting clean sheet points and save points and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's a really, really, um, really good pick from you there. But um, we'll move on to the defence now, Matt. And, you know, I would like to say we'll do a left back, right back and two centre backs, but just pick whoever you want, because we all know in Fantasy League, it's the full backs that get you the points and they're the ones that really matter. So um, we'll give you first pick, mate. Who are you going to go with? I will go with Luke Shaw for his performances, in, especially in those, you know, later stages, those last couple of the Ukraine game, and the, you know, getting the goal in the final as well. So yeah, I'll definitely put Luke Shaw. He really impressed me in this in this tournament, and um, yeah, I think he's got to go in there from a, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, and was he, was he sort of a, a surprise for you? He definitely was for me because, you know, started off the, the tournament against Croatia and Kieran Trippier was starting at left-back and then, you know, it's sort of in and out of the team just a little bit. So he, he's done quite well, don't you think, to sort of solidify his place in, you know, our sort of fantasy team of the tournament? He's he's done really well. I think he did surprise me because, so I know how good he was in fantasy last year with United and he was popping up with a lot of points. But Chilwell was another one who I thought he was going to get the nod ahead of Shaw. Um, so yeah, sure, he did, really did surprise me, and he's got me thinking now for fantasy Premier League at you know five and a half million. So yeah, no, sure, obviously I'm a left footer myself, so love seeing a good left sided player. Oh, I must, you know, difficult decision from Southgate to take Shaw to the Euros instead of you, then mate. I'm sure he's having lots of <laughs> lots of restless nights about that, wishing that he took the guru just so he can uh, sort the team out just a little bit. But um, oh. yes, probably you know he was one of the one of England's definitely players of the tournament for me and he was absolutely brilliant. So it's a really, really good pick from you as there as well. But um, Dave, if we move on to you now and, you know, you've got to get some sort of Belgium assets in your team, you know, somewhere if you can. So is one of them going to be a defender? Yeah, well, uh, certainly Munier has, has made my sort of team of the Euros, I think. Um, you know, he, he had a couple of massive scores there. Uh, I think he, he holds, was it Munier that's got the, the highest score, individual score of the tournament for a match round, I think. Um, I think it might have been Munier that did that. It was, and, it was um, his week one, wasn't it, where he got the, the yeah, just got him on as a stub. Score. Yeah. So, um, yeah, certainly, you know, although Belgium didn't make it that far into the tournament, uh, he certainly, someone that it's, is probably in, in most people's team of the year, I would have thought, or team of the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, he was one that a lot of people were backing going into the tournament. Didn't manage to get the start in the in the first game against Russia, so it was a it was quite an interesting one. But if if I can pick the the third defender, um, it's a, it's a difficult one because um, you know, there's a lot of great fullbacks, but I think one man that you know was you know in contender for player of the tournament before he did manage to find himself injured. I think he tore his Achilles or something like that. Was Spinazzola from Italy? You know, the Roma player is as Jack said on one of the previous podcasts. He's excited to see how Mourinho is going to ruin him this season and just stop him attacking in any single way that he can. And I think it'll be a real shame for him to be honest, because you know every time I watched him, he was really impressive, really attacking, solid defensively, and helped a lot of people out. So um, yeah, he's probably my pick and then Jack you know you get to round off the defence are we going to have any centre halves in this defence or is it just going to be four full backs in, in defence well you know in terms of obviously clean sheets John Stones I think scored you know maybe like 34 points overall which is you know inside the top three or four with obviously uh, Pickford with the clean sheets and Sterling and Shaw um, so Stones really should be in there uh, with the clean for, for him scoring but I think um, you know Denmark's Marler um, it was obviously exceptional. Um, you know, if, if I could have him instead of Stones, then I'd pick him and have that have that fullback in there. But it's um, you know, he was outstanding. Um, you know, I'd be excited to see if anyone actually comes and picks him up. Um, you know, in, in Europe and, and brings him in because he's um, he had such a good tournament. Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant for Denmark, you know, really um, integral to their success at Euro 2020. And, you know, as we said, he had a really, really good tournament. So uh, that caps off the defence. So we've got Luke Shaw, Thomas Munier, Leonardo Spinozola and uh, Mahler. So, uh, Oli, you get the first pick of the midfielders now where we're sort of getting into a little bit of the uh, the big money players. So from the midfielders, mate, who's your first pick? I don't know why why like people are going to me for, for advice with this team because obviously I didn't do anything in fantasy, but... <laughs> I think Jorginho van Alden for me um, is one option. Obviously, had a brilliant game. I think it was maybe Dave's team. I think had him captain at one point, and it helped him get up there. I thought he looked really, you know, had a bit of quality about him, uh, van Alden. So I'll go with him to start the midfield. Yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, after a, a, a fairly poor season with Liverpool 
Um, I'm sure most people would agree there. He wasn't wasn't great at all. Sort of just looked a bit static. Um, we sort of played in that sort of free role in the midfield, wasn't he, for for the Netherlands? And he sort of just exploded, didn't he, Ollie? He did, and it looked quality when he got on the ball as well. Um, obviously, going forward, I didn't watch too much of the Netherlands, but from what I saw, he obviously going forward, he, he looked decent. In fact, I think the Netherlands was one of the teams I watched the least, to be fair, at the Euros this summer. If I'm being completely honest, but you know, he, he did he did fair enough. Did um, Vinaldum got himself on the score sheet a few attacking returns, so it might be a quality going forward. Obviously, he's left Liverpool now, so I have to see you know what happens next season with him and how Liverpool fill the void but in terms of the Euros I thought he did well yeah you're going to have to get him into your um, your, uh, your your Champions League fantasy team or something because he's at PSG now but you'd imagine that he's going to probably have a, a fairly decent season uh, in France with uh, with PSG but um, yeah he had a really really good tournament and you know he's definitely earned that, that big money move so um, Matt if we move on to the second midfielder now there's still a lot to choose from there's a lot of really standout midfielders at the, at the tournament so who are you going to go with? Look, I'm going to go with a player. I know Matt Cowlin's watching the pod and he just posted a comment. So I'm going to go with one of his players that he scouted early on. He's, he's a Liverpool fan himself. I'm going to go with Shakiri at Switzerland. And I think um, he got an assist in the first game. He got that double in the last group game, which was just phenomenal. You know, he got more points in the knockout rounds. And yeah, I think he um, come out and just showed what you know brilliant international footballer he is um, You know, and the ability that he's got. Um, so I think he has to go in there for me. He was, he was just producing in, in most games. Yeah, absolutely. And you definitely helped me out in, in the, the week that the Swiss were unfortunately eliminated. I know Reedy was really upset about that. You know, big lover of the Swiss, as <laughs> he's sort of affirmed himself as. But um, yeah, Shakiri, he always does it at the tournaments for Switzerland and in big games. He's just, you know, big game player and he always seems to pop up with a, a couple of goals and assists all the time. So I'm um, definitely a really fair pick. And then if you move on to the third midfielder, Statman, who are you going to go with, mate? Uh, one a little bit out of left field that we've sort of spoken about on the pod in the last few weeks um, is actually Verratti. So he missed the first two games, but he still managed to score 21 points. Um, and yeah, he didn't get a huge amount of minutes, but he was scoring between three and six in every in every game and, and had the big, big performance in the final as well. Um, so yeah, something a little bit different. But I think for the games that he played, you know, he, he was as consistent as anyone. Yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, a really, really um, brilliant player at the Euros and definitely worthy of uh, a space in our little fantasy team of the tournament. But I can't believe no one's mentioned his name so far. And you can call me a biased England fan all you want, but Raheem Sterling, what a tournament he had. He definitely shocked most of us. But, um, you know, I think he got 39 points in total, you know, goals, assists, winning penalties. He did everything for England this summer. And, you know, he was... When people were saying that, um, you know, he should be starting over Grealish and stuff like that, you know, you've got to be some player. But, um, yeah, for me, Raheem Sterling sort of capped off that that midfield there. But um, as we can see there in the bottom left of the screen, Chris Reed just popped up with his head to us. Just enlighten us a little bit about how good Mbappe has been at, at the Euros. <laughs> Is he going to apologise? Sure, <laughs> oh, maybe next year, boys. Maybe next year, today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so, mate. Right, what happened to him, eh? Mbappe, uh, obviously lost the dead. Couldn't, uh, couldn't deliver for France, could he? I had uh, big hopes for him, but it wasn't to be, you know. So uh, I was quite happy with that, to be honest, though. I'll be honest with you, like, you know, quietly uh, happy with that because obviously the Swiss turned up big time, beat them on pens, and, uh, and yeah, so. Still, the man, as you said. I yeah, didn't even realise that. It was a pretty difficult game for you to watch then, I would imagine, that the France-Switzerland game. Because on one hand, you got Mbappe, who's got the chance to, to keep the French in it. But then on the other hand, it's the Swiss. So you had to... You had froze. To What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, fingers crossed you haven't frozen. And, you know, you can pick one of the two strikers, Reedy, that, that really stood out for you this tournament, fantasy-wise, that, that you maybe had in your team. That, you know, got a lot of people points. But a striker, a forward, who would you pick, mate? Well, what I found most difficult was that. What I found most difficult. I think we're having um, some technical <laughs> issues with uh, Reedy. I think he said Mbappe. I think he said Mbappe. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, Jack, we'll, 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 we'll head over to you then. You, you can pick the, the first striker. Um, well, just fingers crossed it's not a bad thing. I was more surprised in that game that uh, Granite Xhaka played played well because that never seems to happen, basically. Uh, <laughs> All right, he's getting there. He's, he's getting yeah. there. He's got to be on a delay or something, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kick him <laughs> off for a minute. Oh, he's going. I've sort of got to kick him off. Time to come back on. Um, but striker-wise, I'll put us all out of our misery, what everyone's waiting for. Uh, Ronaldo, 100%. He's going in there. Um, obviously, the big man delivers. You know, he's been there, done that. He's won it before. Um, obviously, everyone was kind of writing him off uh, before the start of the tournament. He was, you know, I think he went from the most picked and then he dropped down slightly. Um, and then, obviously, he delivered, what, 31 points, scored, you know, Grabbed himself a couple of goals along the way as well, um, and but Portugal obviously just didn't go deep into the tournament, which is probably why he didn't obviously score more. Obviously, but it was um, yeah, listen, the legend delivers. Yeah, and it'd be rude to to not include the the golden boot winner in the tournament as you know the best striker. So uh, you know he's still doing it in his in his well we say old age. He's he's still kicking and still you know breaking records, still impressing everybody. So um, yeah, hats off to him and definitely a worthy spot as as one of our forwards. But um, Ollie, you know just to just make you a little bit happier with your you know underperformance of the Euro fantasy we'll let you pick the last striker for the teammate so um there's still a lot to choose from there's a lot of forwards and midfielders that that really impressed me at the Euro so if you had to pick one um who are you going to go with well now that we're saying don't bother with subs it's it now there's now a bit of a burden on me here but there was there was two tied on five for goal scored the Euros one being Ronaldo and the other being Patrick Schick so I think I've sort of got to go with him up top. Obviously, scored twice against Scotland. Obviously, scored the goal from halfway that everyone talks about. He came into the tournament as a bit of an unknown quantity, to, especially to Premier League fans with him playing in the Bundesliga. But no, he was um, he was decent. Obviously, scored a couple of good goals. Thought he was going to win the golden boot, but Ronaldo edged him out. I think, was it because he had one more assist, assist than he did or something? Assist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Patrick Schick for me. Obviously, the Will and he looking at, uh, look alike. Um, so, we'll go with that. Yeah, and I think that's you know a pretty fair team. So if we just run through the team now, it was uh, it was Pickford, Luke Shaw, Munier, uh, Spinozola, and then it was Marla. It's a memory game. This now it was Marla yeah, and Oliver. Well. Why now, him? Uh, yeah. The guru went with why now? It was one. Why Sterling? He, he went with Shakiri. I went with Sterling. Dave went with Verratti. And then Jack went with Ronaldo and Ollie went with Schick. There we go. So I think Job done. it's a pretty decent team, that, isn't it? When you think about it, if you four, had, four, you know, them, not bad. If, if you had them in your team um, for, the, for the whole of the tournament, then you'd consider yourself quite lucky and, you know, probably one of the top ranking players in the world because they were absolutely outstanding fantasy wise and, you know, made our job pretty easy, those sorts of players. But, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's an interesting game. We've spoken a lot about the, the rules and sort of differences between FPL. I've just got a couple of questions for you, lads, you know, sort of just um, contrasting the two sort of um, different fantasy competitions. So just, just asking for your thoughts. We'll start with you, Matt. And, you know, you are a differential man, you know, the guru. You've got your differential section on the podcast and everything like that. Um, do you think it was easier or, or more difficult to find differentials for you in Euro fantasy compared to FPL? Uh, I definitely think it was more difficult as the tournament went on um, because obviously there's less teams and less players to choose from and everyone kind of has the same side. Um, but early on, I think, um, you know, there was a lot of unknown quantities that did quite well. Obviously, like Schick was a big differential to begin with. Um, Mahler at Denmark. Um, Hoybier become a bit of a differential as well. Um, so I think early on, yeah, it was good. But then obviously as the tournament went on, it, it sort of faded out. Um, but yeah, early on in those group stages, there was just differentials flying around. Yeah, absolutely. It was, you know, the, the buzz of when, even when fantasy Premier League starts and, you know, you see the prices and with the Euro fantasy, you're all just looking for those little hidden gems if you can find any. And, you know, we'll obviously talk about the, the ones that we sort of found in FPL over on a fantasy Premier League podcast, but, um, there was a, a fair few at the start of the tournament the players were, um, you know, priced pretty well I thought for the for the tournament so um yeah I definitely agree with you there it's sort of it was a little bit it's just the, the nature of the tournament isn't it as it goes on the team's narrow and there's only a certain couple of assets that you'd really want in your team so that's what's so good about FPL is that you know 38 game weeks 20 teams that's 
differentials galore, isn't it? So definitely agree with you there, mate. But um, we'll move over to you now, Ollie, with this question. And just do you think um, that the scoring system in, in Euro fantasy is a little bit different to FPL. You know, obviously you get points for, for winning penalties and stuff like that. So do you think that, especially the penalties one for me, you know, you obviously get the assist in uh, in FPL if, if the person does put away the penalty. But do you think that maybe the FPL should move towards the sort of, if you win the penalty, you should get the points instead of, of an assist? It makes more sense, doesn't it? The winning penalties, because obviously you're not credited with an assist if you go down and win a pen. Like logistically, are you? So it makes mm. more sense to have it as a winning penalty, but it's it's one or two points. Is is it one one point, isn't it? So two in the grass. And it's, well, how many is it? So, so how many points oh, you get? Was it two for one? Yeah, one point difference. So one point in the great in the great fugue of being really, to be honest, it's not really that big of a deal. One point's one point, so it's not really worth talking about. There's not really great massive difference between the two of them. So. Look, I would go with the other one. I would go with the Euro fantasy way of doing it, of going down and, you know, obviously having a winning penalty rather than assist, but it doesn't really matter. It's a difference. Yeah, well, if you put it into a little bit of context, you know, the Raheem Sterling one where he won the penalty for Harry Kane, in FPL, he obviously wouldn't have been credited with an assist because Kane missed the first penalty. So, you know, if you had him in your team for FPL, he wouldn't have got you any points. So I definitely agree with you. I think that, you know, the winning the penalty is probably the way that they should go forwards and, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, that's that's just the, the Euro way of doing it. And there's definitely things from, from each competition that are better about the other. One of them, Jack, um, you spoke about it a little bit before, was the, the captains and subs mid-match day. You, you said you, you really, really liked that and you thought it was a little bit more more tactical and stuff like that. So is that something you'd like to see FPL maybe explore? Listen, I think it'd be, it'd be nice to explore that one. But uh, the idea, obviously, the tournament and the league one, you like to have those different, um, you know, the different strategies. So I think I, I won't like to see all the things different, you know, to transfer over to, to FPL. I think having two separate different tournaments and two different styles is the exciting part of it. Um, you know, and having different strategies around it. You know, the tournament's tournament was a short hit. I think being able to just manage and manage the squad rather than just your team. You know, in FPL, you obviously you tend to put your, uh, your your cheap assets on the bench and load up your, your starting eleven. Just you know, and, and in the Euros, just having that ability to use your squad is, uh, yeah, I think it's quite an exciting feature. But I wouldn't want that. Or, you know what? You don't want to be greedy and have all the best things in one in one tournament, right? And switching between the two. You know, I'm already excited about the World Cup. You know, obviously um, next year uh, and using the UEFA app to to do that. And you know, but having a break of that uh, in between with with FPL. Yeah, absolutely. Probably couldn't agree with you more there, mate. I, th- I think, you know, that sort of thing works quite well for the for the tournament sort of format. But for FPL, I'm not too sure how well it would work. But um, we spoke about the, the chips pretty early on in one of our first podcasts, that man. And um, the limitless chip, we, when we looked at your team before, you know, you got 80 odd points with your limitless chip. So is that another thing that you you, you thought worked quite well for Euro Fantasy and is one that, you know, maybe instead of the free hit or something like that, that FPL could include? Um, I think, I think it's a really good in a short format, uh, like a, like a Euros where you've only got seven match days when you sort of need things that can sort of differentiate teams, um, more so, whereas you don't, it would probably be less effective in a 38 round season. Um, but you know, certainly for me, it worked quite well, uh, if you make those right choices, but I'm just not sure that it necessarily achieves that much in in a 38 round season in FPL, um, you know, potentially it means you can chuck an extra couple of sort of premium players in there. But um, yeah, I, I think um, if anything, I think it, you could probably do away with the regular wildcard in Euros, um, especially because you get that, the sort of a, a, a sort of a wildcard at the end of the, um, at the end of the um, third match day. Um, so yeah, Look, I think it's probably not going to be as effective, but it, it, it still could be useful. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, definitely agree with you there. As, as you say, there's a lot of, um, you know, only a couple of rounds in, in Euro Fantasy, so they've got to differentiate players and, you know, put one above another um, in some way, shape or form. So definitely agree with you there. But, um, you know, second last question, got one for Oli. Um, do you think that UEFA, you know, need to, um, upgrade their servers just a little bit so people don't have you know difficulty getting onto the app and stuff like that, mate. Brilliant from the Elliot, brilliant comedy. <laughs> oh, you are a joker, aren't you? I didn't realise we had a comedian, mate. You're a horse, you're a comedian. What else can you do, mate? Bloody I'm, hell. I'm um, an answer. It's a, it's a question. <laughs> no, I just need to I just need to improve my own FPL game. It's not all about UEFA, but 
if you if you let me log into your game, it would be nice. But uh, you know, the the blame's on me, isn't it? That's uh, a direct message to you, Afer, is that Ollie's not happy with you because uh, he couldn't get onto the app one time, and you've ruined his FPL season. You've ruined it for him. He's he's not doing the World Cup one next year now. He's not will, happy with you. <laughs> I will, but I just won't do very well as usual. Um, sounds so about go. right. Yeah, it yeah, sounds about right, mate. And yeah. then. Um, as, as we see, we've got a, a little comment here from Renee. Um, Matt, would would you like to read it out? You know, considering it is Renee, would you like to? Yeah. So she's just asked after the recent cups. Uh, do you have a favourite for the World Cup? It's a very good question, um, Jack. We'll, we'll head over to you for that one. Oh, after the uh, the progression of Southgate, England. Come on, hundred percent. It's uh, going up and up. Semi final, final in the Euros only natural that we win in the next one love it mate dave what about you <laughs> I, I i'm probably thinking along the same lines i think there's only some small tweaks that need to be made and and they can turn that you know into a win instead of a runners-up medal so yeah well, I think we might nearly have five English fans on the podcast by this time next year, possibly, by the sounds of things. That um, turned. Love it. Got to get him an England shirt for the World Cup. Ollie, are you, are you in agreement there? Um, I'd like to say so, but just for the non-biased fans out there, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say England, obviously, because I want England to win, but I think Brazil will also be up there, to be fair. Obviously, won the Copper America. Uh, sorry, runners-up in the Copper America, I should say. Obviously, Argentina won that. Maybe should have won the Copper America, but didn't. They were right up there probably the best side in South America or you know obviously one of them so I think they'll be up there I think England will be up there there'll be a lot of teams will be up there I'm going to say I'm going to say England but I'm going to say England or Brazil for me um, and just God's sake um, I'll say England or Brazil He's I, sound like Matt, I, sound, I sound like Matt's curveball <laughs> captain's here but I just want to see what, uh, what the, this guy will say but we'll see I don't know if you can bring up the comments this this Stu MC or Stu Mac or whatever he is fuming with England at the moment. So yeah, he if, he's was, still, um, if he's still he about, the, mate, he's yeah, he commented fuming. one of commented one of the other weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's he's commented, he's commented on everything everything but fantasy. So we'll probably leave the comment off. Yeah, probably, hey, probably better. Then, um, I was about to, was about to the Swiss up for you, Reedy. But um, have you got a stable connection now? Can can you hear us okay? Yeah, I think when you mentioned the uh, Mbappe earlier, I choked, mate, and uh, I think. <laughs> I think uh, the camera might have, you know, switched off by accident on purpose. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry about that, boys. We've all had our, our tech issues over time. Usually, it's not me, so it's nice to nice to have a change in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going through, um, you know, our favourites for for the World Cup next year, Reedy. So I'll go to Matt just before you. So, uh, Guru, who, who's your pick? Argentina for me. Yeah, one last yeah. chance for Messi. Last chance for Messi. I think um, there's some good players coming through there, and like Ollie said, I think once the South American sides come in there, it, it just changes the the whole tournament. And um, yeah, I think. Um, I think they'll uh, be suitable to Qatar and the conditions there. I know it's in their winter, but I think it will. Um, yeah, I think it will benefit Argentina. I'm feeling an Argentina Portugal final, Ronaldo v Messi one last time. Let's do it. Wouldn't that be a spectacle? Wow, wow. the crazy. Wow. I think the Argentina one's good shout. Obviously, they've got a goalkeeper now that you know they've never had. Oh yeah, sort of thing. You know, with Martinez in there, and I think they've become a different beast, haven't they? Um, but. I think defensively, you know, that's where Argentina like. Imagine Argentina Portugal yeah. final. Uh, that'd be crazy. Oh, and I, I agree. I think the problem is that defence with Otamendi, but they've got, um, I think they've got one Foyt coming through who was injured injured for this Copo. Looks quite a good player, and um, yeah, Martinez changes it, and their their attacks just. You know, I think Dybala missed this this tournament with an injury, so once they get all those sort of players back, I think they'll. Yeah, they're they're my favourites for me. Yeah, absolutely. A really good shout there. And, and Reedy, as much as you'd like to say the Swiss, do you think it's realistic that they could go all the way <laughs> at Qatar next year? Um, don't think so. You know, obviously the Euros is a lot a, a lot shorter tournament and there's not as many good teams. Um, it's not as competitive, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think the Swiss will. Hopefully, Granit Xhaka doesn't make it by then either because, uh, you know, although he had an absolute blind against France, uh, you know, it's... He's drinking bottles of Coke before the penalties, you know. So it just says a lot about him. <laughs> but I think if I had to predict someone <sighs> top of my head, it's a, it's a difficult one. I'd, I'd, I don't know. I'd expect France to bounce back. Really yeah. unlike them this Euros to, to be so poor and 
with the with the squad they've got, so much talent. Um, you know that man Varane might be at United uh, next season. Hopefully not. But um, I just don't. I don't know. I think France are capable of putting in a good good shift for the World Cup. So I'd go for them. Yeah, and I think you know for me as well, it's it's between England and France. It's going to be the same as the Euros for me. So it's going to be one of the two. And you know, just off pure English bias, it's it's going to be England. I think it's uh, no penalty shootout, heartbreaks again, and uh, we're going to start rewriting our own little bit of history. But um, that sort of wraps up our our thoughts on on Euro fantasy. So that brings the final preview Euro 2020 fancy podcast by FPL Addicts and powered by Esports Live to a close. A reminder to follow the social pages which are at Esports Live now and at FPL underscore Addicts on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook as well as heading to www.e-sportslivenow.com.au slash FPL Addicts for the link to the Discord and information regarding the upcoming fantasy Premier League season which we will touch on in just a minute. So again, well done to Marco Skokic, our very own Jack Gillibrand and our very own Matt Day for the prize money. Really well earned, lads. But well um, done, finish off. Well done. You know, top <laughs> job. Enjoy, enjoy your little moments because, um, you know, fancy. Yeah, yeah when it comes to FPL, we, we know they're going to, uh, you know, the Reds are going to fall off, especially Jack. Jack, have you got anyone you'd like to thank being the, the best on the podcast? Have you got any shout-outs you want to make? Your victory speech? Yeah, listen, I just want to give a, a big big thanks to my family. Um, you know, the massive supporters allowing me uh, time to do the pod. Um, you know, fiance. Yeah. It's been you no know, she's been really supportive, giving me advice as well, you know, motivation. Um no, I'm all, all good. It's uh, no it's, it's been great. It's been great fun and big thanks to you boys for the support and the guru for passing on his tips and then not doing it himself but me taking <laughs> Uh, yeah not wrong there mate so uh yeah again really well done lads and you know thank you for for the tournament so far and you know thank you to all of you out there for enhancing our tournament as well you know 840 members in in the free league is still just surreal for me so massive thank you You've, you've really enhanced all of our experiences along the way as well and really made this uh this tournament quite special for everybody but um just before we head off quickly you can see on screen in just a second for the for the fpl mini leagues for both paid and free the league codes for the free league as it says on the screen now it is 1ksryw for the free league and then for the paid league you've got to head to www.e-sportslive.com.au as i've been corrected by statman dave in the chat for giving out the wrong uh, the wrong website uh, url so um yeah just just a, a final wrap up thank you so much to all of you out there um i really really can't emphasize it enough you've really made this tournament what it is and you know fantasy really brings everyone together as we've seen in our discord and everything and fingers crossed it just keeps growing and we see all of you over in in the fpl and may all your fpl dreams come true for the season hope all your euro fantasy dreams came true for the season and uh thanks again lads and uh take care stay safe see you in fantasy premier league goodbye for now